0: Welcome to the Insightful Astrology Podcast, where life is written in the stars, but you get to edit the script. Making astrology come alive, here's your host, Maria Simone.
1: Hello everyone out there in podcast land. Welcome to the Insightful Astrology Podcast. It's me, Maria Di Simone, your host, and I am looking forward to talking to you about astrology and life as always. And today I have a very special show. I am I am certain that this is going to go down in my podcast history as one of my top 5 favorite shows. I just know it. Number 1, it's because of The guest that I have, and number two, it's because of the topic we're going to talk about. It is just so relevant for every single person in the world, no matter how much or how little astrology you know, and what I'm talking about is the astrology of separation and breakups. We've all been there, some of us, multiple times, and this is an area that uh, amazingly, but really not so amazingly, you can see. The, the psychology of a breakup in a horoscope, you can really get an understanding of what's going on at the time of a separation or a divorce or a breakup to kind of create that dynamic that makes – both people no longer want to be in a relationship or makes one of them no longer want to be in a relationship and the other one totally clueless and freaking out. And my guest today is an expert on this. As a matter of fact, he wrote the book on it. He is an author of many, many astrology books, but the one that we're talking about today is called Separating Aspects, the Astrology of Breakups, Divorce, and Other Partings, and he is an astrologer I am very honored to have her on the show because he is just so damn good at what he does. So please let me welcome Armand Diaz to the show. Hello there, Armand.
2: Hey, Maria. Thanks for that wonderful introduction.
1: <laughs> I am so tickled that you're on the show with me because, uh, uh, first of all, you know I admire your work. I have a huge respect for the kind of work that you do. And you're one of those astrologers that has the capacity to be the brainy intellectual astrologer. But also the kind of, you know, bring it down to earth astrologer. And, and not everyone has that duality. I certainly don't. I'm the first to admit it. I am not the brainy intellectual astrologer. I'm, I think I'm just more the, you know, bring it down to earth, but you're both. I see you as both. And that's a rare talent, a rare gift. And so tell, tell everyone a little bit about yourself and your background in astrology.
2: Well, let's see. Uh, I got into, well. Actually, I was always interested in astrology, and I was always interested in things similar to astrology. Uh, I didn't really start learning astrology until 1996 when I discovered that there were computer programs to do it. I had looked into it sometime earlier, but you had to do it by, by hand back in the day. You know, you had to construct mm-hmm. charts by hand. Yes. And uh, I, I may I may be brainy, but I'm not patient. So I waited until I could get my hands on a computer program to do charts. And I, and I learned astrology very, very quickly. And uh, it really it really was a download. Uh, I was having a Pluto transit to my Mercury at the time, and I really just downloaded astrology. I, I didn't even really learn it, I don't feel. I just downloaded it.
1: I've heard that before from and, other people. Uh, Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I think, I
2: think that that happens. I mean, you know, I mean, I worked at it, don't get me yeah. wrong. And I continue to work at it because there's always more to know um but i i learned it very quickly and at first i was like just sort of interested in it and then it didn't take very long before i started doing it um and it just it just has grown over the years uh certainly the last 10 12 years or so i mean it's pretty much my primary activity and um i i do i do love to look at some of the more intellectual philosophical aspects of astrology but i love to see clients and work with stuff uh you know on a day-to-day type of level as well um and i like to i I do a lot of teaching and presenting and things like that as well so i uh sort of a renaissance man of astrology i guess you'd say
1: Yes, and I, I would agree, and you know, your writing reflects that, because you, you have written one book that's so brainy and intellectual, and then this book, the Separating Aspects book, is really, I, I mean, it's the type of astrology book, in my opinion, that could be a bestseller, that should be a bestseller, especially in the metaphysical community, because it is so well written in a down-to-earth style that I think anybody can get on any level. And so tell, tell us a little bit about how what made you want to write a book on the astrology of separation? Everybody wants to write about love and love cycles and support, but I don't think anyone's ever written about the other side of it, the separation, and yet here you have done this. What what brought you to that place?
2: Well, actually, uh, somebody was giving a uh, a workshop, actually, for people that were... Going through divorces, and um, I I said, "Wow, I got to get in on that." And then I thought, "Well, how am I going to, how am I going to do this here?" It was really a very opportunistic type of thing, and uh, that's what sort of started me off on it. It turned out we never did that, and I turned it into a lecture before it became a book, and I gave it to astrology, you know, to the astrology community. But you know, to tell you the truth, Maria, uh, I have a sunny Leo sun, you know, very upbeat disposition, but I have a Scorpio ascendant. And I find a lot of my clients are people who have issues. Um, You know, there's something going on when the phone rings. You know, it's uh, it's not necessarily they want to. And I don't. I think that that must be true for a lot of astrologers. I when things are going well, people don't necessarily, you know, maybe they want a little confirmation or whether they they want to share their experience a little bit or something like that. But a lot of times, when people are giving you a call and they're going to, you know, pay for a consultation. They've got an issue that they want to deal with. And I always found that that's what, that's what people were looking for from me, that there was Absolutely. something going on.
1: Yeah, I agree. Definitely. Yeah. They're not going to, they're not going to pay uh, for a consultation when everything is rosy. When, when someone needs guidance, they're seeking an astrologer. We're alternative counselors. So I agree with you, Matt, for sure. So I'm, so I'm guessing you were led to write this book because over and over again, you have many clients going through separations.
2: Very much so, very, very much so. Uh, I, and I started to see the pattern early on that it was the four outer planets that were really the ones that would have their fingerprints all over a particular breakup. And, and, you know, I think I, I wrote the book about breakups because I think that that was, I wanted, I wanted to be a little dramatic in my own Leo 9 way, but I think that the same thing is true for various stress points in relationships, even those that don't lead to breakups. I think you see the four outer planets are putting their pressure on on a, on a relationship.
1: Yes, I agree. And that's actually a really good point to bring up because uh, people listening have, have different levels of understanding with astrology. And, and the last thing that I think either one of us wants someone to assume is that if you see a separating or potential breakup transit, then that dooms a person to breaking up. And, you know, I... Uh, that's not the case. In my opinion, you're going, every relationship will have cycles of stress and have cycles of harmony and ease. And during those cycles of stress, yes, if both people do not have the free will to want to work through whatever issue it is, then yes, that could very well lead to a breakup but it's not always the case and i mean not everyone going through every single difficult transit is going to break up it is just not the case so um, i mean what are your thoughts about what the difference is between someone just going through a hard time astrologically or it ending up being a breakup
2: well, I certainly I think that you're right. It's the amount of free will, the amount of awareness that we bring to the situation. And I think that, you know, when it's kind of a blind spot for you, a stressful aspect, you know, a Uranus transit to Venus or something like that could certainly result in a breakup. It even in that case it wouldn't necessarily uh, but I, I think that, you know, the more the more awareness and the more compassion you can bring to the situation into your life, the the, the greater the, the choices that you have, actually. Um, and so, you know, I, I say right at the beginning of the book that it's about understanding breakups, not about predicting them. And, you know, so let's say there was a Uranus transit to Venus. It could be a something that happens that would cause a sudden split. But on the other hand, I mean, it may just be a need to have a little bit more freedom to, you know, hold on a little less tightly in the relationship. It may it may just be the need to change things up and, you know, break out of ruts and routines. So, you know, it's very, very difficult to to to, it's it's impossible, I think, to say that, you know, an aspect is going to cause a breakup. But, you know, it's going to it's going to require it that you deal with whatever the outer planet is throwing your way constructively.
1: Yeah, and you know what? I have I have a story that that goes right to that point specifically with Uranus, you know, my sister uh had, she's been married for a long time and she had a situation several years ago with her husband where, of course, you know, it gets dangerous when you're looking at loved one's charts because, uh, I don't know, me personally, I tend to go for the doom and gloom whenever I'm looking at someone's chart and I love them and I have an emotional attachment. So that's why I have like a no family rule for that reason. But I'm looking at my sister's chart and I see Uranus is going to be conjunct her descendant and I see a few other things going on and and she's living in Florida at the time with her her, my brother-in-law and the kids and I'm like, well, all right. I'm just going to keep my mouth shut and see how this plays out. And I I know that there was a lot of stress going on, but the funny thing is they never got divorced. Why? Neither one of them wanted to get divorced. However, the reflection of Uranus on her seventh house of marriage showed up significantly during the time period of that transit. And how it ended up going down was my brother-in-law got a job here in New York – and he had to live here in New York for one year, and he lived with my parents, while my sister was still in Florida with her three children, um getting things in order, selling the house and fixing, you know, finishing the kids up with school and all of that. So they had a separation, the, the, you know, the symbolism of Uranus to the seventh house. It was a separation during that time, but it wasn't a breakup it wasn't a divorce it was a literal Uranian sudden opportunity job for him sudden change in the dynamic of their relationship where they both got a lot of space and freedom for that transit but they're still together to this day so i mean i i always think that that's a great story because it it proves the point of you can't assume people are going to break up when you see the breakup transits
2: that's a perfect example that is an absolutely perfect example yeah
1: and so, uh, you know, it's, and, and, you know, other, other areas of life, people, people can break up more than once. I mean, I've actually experienced that. And it's, and each breakup in, in a particular relationship, the astrology, it, it's different. I had with the same man a Saturn breakup and then a Uranus breakup. And they were both for der- very different reasons. And each of those reasons reflected the astrology of Saturn the first time and Uranus the second time. So it's just, it's endlessly fascinating. And I would love it, Armand, if uh, we take a short break. And then when we come back, if you can talk to our listeners, and, and of course I'm happy to chime in, on the differences between each outer planet breakup, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, and what they mean symbolically. I'd love for us to talk about that when we get back, all right?
2: It sounds like so, a plan.
1: Okay, so everyone, you're listening to the Insightful Astrology Podcast. Be sure to check out my guest Armand's website, IntegralAstrology.net. He is fabulous. And when we come back, we're going to dig into the root cause of your separation.
3: Are you facing a dating dilemma? Have you been stuck in a relationship rut? Or are you simply uncertain about your romantic future? With podcast host Maria De Simone's free weekly love horoscopes at tarot.com, you'll get the insight and guidance you've been searching for. Not only will Maria give you a sneak peek into the love energies for the week ahead, but you'll also receive advice on how to effectively navigate your romantic relationships. Whether you're single, dating, or in a relationship, Maria will let you know what's cosmically cooking so that you can keep your love life on track. So will your upcoming week be full of a whole lot of sizzle or nothing but fizzle? Find out now by visiting tarot.com forward slash insightful astrology. Again, that's tarot.com forward slash insightful astrology.
1: Hi, I'm Maria DeSimone, the creator of insightful astrology. And I want to tell you why you need an astrology consultation. I'm able to offer you enlightening, inspiring, and empowering advice about every aspect of your life, whether it's career, finances, relationships, family, or anything else. I carefully and expertly analyze your personal astrology cycles. Through this unique process of metaphysical counseling, you will gain incredible clarity about your journey. Schedule a consultation with me. I'll help you get back into the driver's seat of your life and grow into your soul using the remarkable language of astrology as our guide. I look forward to talking to you real soon.
3: Visit www.insightfulastrology.com to schedule your personal consultation with Maria.
1: We're back here at the Incitable Astrology Podcast. I am your host, Maria Di Simone, and I have my very special guest with me today, Armand Diaz. We're talking about the astrology of a breakup. And so Armand, I, I know you have you're always involved in so many fascinating projects. Tell us a little bit about what the latest is in your life.
2: Well, the relationships and astrology work that I'm doing now with Margaret Gray. Is, uh, something that I think is really worthwhile and we talk about more than breakups, but, um, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a project that I'm really excited about. Um, and it really delves deep into relationship astrology. Our website, relationshipsandastrology.com is always worth a visit. Uh, but that's something that I find very exciting now. I think we, it's really great to have different perspectives on. Things and margaret and i have different perspectives we're on different continents we're different genders we uh-huh. a lot of differences and a lot of similarities so that's something to check out
1: that's pretty awesome yes everyone please go to that website it's relationships and astrology.com you said it is yeah that sounds amazing and uh and people could always learn always learn from from you and your work and and whenever you're teaming up with someone especially it sounds like an interesting Interesting dynamic. So, you know, let's talk a little bit, our mind, about what each outer planet represents and let's apply that to the breakup, okay? So uh, people, again, are at all different levels listening to this podcast. So as we talk about Saturn, let's explain to them what does Saturn represent in general and then what does that mean in a relationship breakup if it's present in the chart by transit.
2: Well, when we talk about Saturn, we're talking about seriousness, responsibility. We're talking about a certain amount of heaviness. We're talking about manifestation, though, too. We're talking about getting things to work on the physical plane. Yeah. And I think it's, with Saturn, there's always a decision to be made. There's always a price to pay. It's it's very much this, this earthly realm, you know? Um, and so I think Saturn transits... Saturn trends to relationship in general are often decision times we're going to go deeper or we're going to go our separate ways uh, I think Saturn often gets us to think in very black and white terms don't you think
1: yeah oh my gosh and you know that what you just said about Saturn being a decision time we're, we're either going to get real or it's over that's so so important uh, you know I, I always like to bring astrology to life with personal stories and you know that's just that's my style because i don't have scorpio rising (laughs) (laughs) even though even though i do have an eighth house moon next to neptune it's in sagittarius so i'm not really that private about myself so i talk about my life freely fairly freely and so um at one point i went through a saturn breakup and the decision time the reason for that breakup saturn was opposing my son And so Saturn was in Scorpio back then, opposing my son in Taurus, and and he was a Taurus also. So Saturn was opposing his son. And the reason for the breakup at that time was because I would not allow this man into my real life, my family life, my everyday life. I kind of kept him shut out out of fear uh, for a lot of different reasons. I, I just was worried that it wouldn't that it would end up not working out if I let him into my real life. And so here we were at this Saturn transit. And for me, the sun rules my fifth house of love and and children. And so Saturn's opposite my sun, and he breaks up with me. And I thought it was for the best, and I thought, you know what? I guess you know he just wasn't the guy for me, and blah blah blah, and then I started to get really lonely and really depressed because when you're going through a Saturn transit during a breakup, you do feel kind of miserable right and and I you even said this to me you can't you feel like you're never gonna have love again, but it's just not true yeah. and so and so uh, ultimately, we ended up reconnecting and I, we had the decision to make, I had to make the decision, am I going to let you into my life for real, because it's a Saturn transit, and that was the only way to possibly repair it, and so not only did I let him into my life for real, I I introduced him to my whole family, my kids, and he ended up moving in part-time for a while, and so that initially was a breakup, but then it turned into a relationship again, under Saturn Constructs, right? So they're very, very interesting and important to to kind of relate to with Saturn. It's either get real or you're done, right?
2: Yeah, get real or get out. I like the I like the get real part. Yeah, yeah. I mean people will often people will often really commit under a Saturn, uh, as you did. You know, this is you know you really commit to the relationship. Yes, but if, if it's not going that way, Saturn, you know, Saturn can also it's a little bit, it's a little bit cold, and I find that that's a, a characteristic of Saturnian breakups. Is you know, it, it makes sense to break up, <laughs> you know, but it's it's not it, it's not necessarily uh, all that feeling oriented. It's, well, you know, it makes sense to break up, and we'll we'll just do that.
1: Yeah, and and so funny that you said it's cold. That actually is is what he said to me. He actually said to me, you know, you don't realize this, Maria, but you come across as very cold sometimes to me and i didn't even know that that was happening so and and i have saturn square venus natally so i guess i i, I don't know i guess i have that pot potential and don't even realize it about myself and so saturn transits teach you to be aware of that of where you're building those walls and why you're building those walls and if the walls are serving a purpose or if they're just blocking what you actually really want and I guess Saturn transits, in, in terms of uh, relationships, bring your attention to all those matters. And then there are Uranus transits.
2: Yay.
1: And, <laughs> oh, boy. I've got stories about Uranus transits. But please tell everyone about uh, about the difference between a breakup under a Saturn transit and Uranus.
2: Well, you know, there's a one similarity. Uranus transits, when they're breakups, uh, also tend to be kind of cold. Um, Uranus is a very fast-acting planet. It is one that often leads to sudden reversals, surprises. Uh, there's, I think that one of the great qualities of it is that uh, change is something that you're looking for. And I, I think that what happens sometimes is that you're just looking for change. And if you can bring enough change to the relationship, maybe that'll do it. And if not, maybe you'll just change partners change relationships it happens very frequently very suddenly and i think it can be a little disorienting when uranus is involved um and, and often you know i always say for people having urine uranian experiences make it an experiment uh you know and, but that's hard to do if it's a breakup because you're not really sure where you're going different looks so much better you know, and it could be a different person. Somebody new comes into your life, and you go, "Oh my gosh, yes!" Or somebody new comes into your partner's life, and they say, "Oh, hey, this is better." Um, often, though, you know, it's, it's the change. It's letting us know that we can change the channel on our lives a little bit. That's the real message. Uh, so, Uranian breakups tend to be rather cold. They can be a little. They can be a little exhilarating, though. That's one thing about Uranian breakups; they're kind of exciting, as opposed to Saturnian breakups, which are often sort of matter of fact. You know, as you said, a little dull, depressing. I'll never have love again. You're, you know, Uranus is kind of like, well, you know, hey, there's something new around the corner. Um, It can sometimes give a little bit some too much optimism. So, but they also, it's also a little bit cold sometimes.
1: Very, very, very true. Oh my gosh! Now I have. um... I have Uranus on the seventh house cusp natally, so I'm, I'm prone to Uranian experiences and relationships. And I, I will tell you that I, I've had two Uranian breakups, but, and, and the first was what was my ex-husband. When he did leave, it was completely Suddenly out of the blue, I felt blindsided. I didn't even see it coming. I had no idea. I was clueless. Now, I did have a Neptune and a Pluto transit going on at the same time and I'll talk about that when we get to those planets. Oh yeah, it was it was the works when, when my ex lost. But um but for me, the Uranian, the, the sudden, the literally out of the clear blue sky, my marriage ended. And it was terrifying. I'm a Taurus. It was terrifying for me. And I just, I was clueless, didn't see it coming. Now, the second part of the Uranian breakup that you're talking about where it can actually be exciting, that wasn't true for my ex-husband. But, you know, I am seeing some truth to my most recent breakup connected to that because that Was also a Uranian breakup and it was with the same, the same man that I got back together with under the Saturn transit where we tried to make it real. We also had a Uranian breakup this past March while Venus was retrograde over, over the degree of my natal Venus in the 12th house, no less the day. That's the day it happened, but transiting Uranus was conjunct my ascendant. So it's opposite my seventh house. So this is the Uranian breakup happening here, and and it was Uranian for him as well because Transiting Uranus was conjunct the ruler of his seventh house when this happened, and it was literally we're sitting down and I'm making dinner and he's complimenting me on um, the cauliflower mashed potatoes because you know we're trying to give up carbs and all that that jazz and so complimenting me on dinner 45 minutes later. Disaster happens. I won't go into the details, but my house felt like an episode of the Jerry Springer show for a few days. And he was gone. And I mean, literally, he was gone. And, and I never saw it coming. I never wanted it. I never asked for it. And to be honest, I don't think he did either. I don't think he knew that what was going to happen was going to happen. It was very classic Uranian. And done. It was just all of a sudden total break up done game over and um and so now it's been a few months and and i we haven't had any any contact Um, And and there's certainly no ill will on on my part at all. I'm understanding this astrologically and processing it, but I can see the other side of what you're saying now because I am in the middle of a huge life-changing Uranian transit that is connected to relationships for me. And so Uranus will continue to be conjunct my ascendant and opposite my descendant until until early next year. So I know that the first hit was a breakup, but I also know that the next two hits are probably going to be a very sudden, exhilarating, possibly life-changing relationship, and I'm looking forward to that because I see that around the corner. I never saw that when I broke up with my ex-husband. Um, I never saw that when I had the Saturnian breakup with this man. I'm seeing that now for the first time in my life. So it's very interesting that you're that you explain that about Uranus and how different it could be
2: you know well especially with uranus on the ascendant it's it's a little empowering and i think it makes it easier to see some of the the, the what well, i'll call the upside of it you know and i think that you know as you go forward yeah you're gonna you're gonna and you'll probably change the channel on relationship a little bit as i said you know you're probably you know folks that you wouldn't have otherwise been interested in or a form of relationship that you might not have thought about so much before you know you you change things up a little bit it's, it's yeah. empowering
1: it, it definitely it definitely can be and so uh so or it could be something totally random like what my sister experienced just a sudden separation but not the breakup so remember there's a lot of ways this can this can pan out people so now armand tell us about neptune what's what happens when there's a neptune breakup
2: who knows <laughs> <Neptune> <laughs> is pretty, it's pretty nebulous um there are some themes that are uh, part part neptunian breakups um uh, it is true that sometimes uh there is some manner of deception that is yes. involved uh somebody has uh someone in the relationship has been looking elsewhere yes um, but that is that, that's just one flavor of the general sense that the relationship energy has just dissipated uh it's just not there anymore uh it it and it's often hard to know why, and although the relationship energy isn't there, one of the things with Neptunian breakups is that there's often a great deal of sadness uh whereas Saturn in Uran- your you know Saturn has a sort of heavy but i would say depressed feeling to it. Neptune is the real this is the real you know this is when the the flood of tears type of thing uh, that sense of pining away for somebody that, you know, that, that sense of exquisite loss where you don't even want to feel better. Cause it, you know, you don't want to lose the hurt cause then you'd be losing the, the relationship. You know, it's that type of thing.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, often or sometimes there's a kind of martyrdom thing that goes with it. I'll do anything to save you. I'll do anything to save the relationship. So there, there's real emotional extremes with Neptunian breakups. Um, and it can be very, very difficult to navigate. Uh, it's, it's one of those things that just, it's a, it's a real challenge. Um, and it's important for people to try to stay grounded in some way when they're having a Neptunian breakup.
1: Wow, this is amazing. So, uh, again, so accurate. And, um, you know, I see this with clients all the time. I actually see with clients when they're going through a Neptune transit, And it's, you know, squaring Venus or opposite Venus or, you know, something's going on connected to a a love significator. I, I say to them all the time, you're, you're not going to listen to me. You're not going to believe me. You're not going to want to hear what I'm going to say, but there is the possibility that all is not what it seems to be in your love relationship right now. Let's talk about it. And invariably in the moment, You know, if they think everything is just fine and dandy, they're not—they're just not receptive to it. But then later on, when something happens and they're disappointed, uh, you can kind of come back and hear the stories. And that's a common theme with Neptunian breakups. There's a huge sense of disappointment and shame and guilt and feeling Mm. like you did something wrong, right?
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, very much so.
1: And and really, it's that's not necessarily the case at all. It actually tends to be the other person who is doing the Neptunian deception or something wrong. Correct? But I think if it's in your chart, you're internalizing it. You're feeling like, oh, it must have been me. I, I must have been. I, I'm crazy. It must be me. And so uh, when my uh, when my marriage ended, I had Neptune square my Sun and my uh, my Mercury and. Um, I have, even though I have natal Uranus on the seventh, and there's always that potential. Uh, ne- the Neptune was actually the the major transit happening when he left. He had Uranus opposite his seventh house ruler, so he wanted out. He wanted freedom. I was clueless. I really truly felt blindsided, and I did exactly what you said. I w- I went above and beyond and did the most ridiculous things to try to save the marriage. And 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 nobody in the world would have done the crazy things that I did to try to save this relationship but I did I sacrificed a significant amount of of who I was, of um, you know, just on every level, emotional, physical, spiritual, everything. I almost walked away from my career as an astrologer for to try to save that marriage. And so, uh, the Neptunian theme of loss. It was. It took years, 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 years for me to heal from that. So I definitely understand the Neptunian energy. And so now, let's let's talk about the huh, the the heavy hitter, <laughs> the most interesting of them all. A Plutonian breakup.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, um, Pluto, see, the thing about Pluto is it is this, it, it, it Pluto's the power broker in the zodiac. And what I find with Pluto, uh, a lot of times some of the themes of, like, let's say there being some deception or something like that, uh, are, is also true with Pluto, but it, it plays out very, very differently. And, you know, Pluto is a kind of volcanic energy, and it brings up things from below. And and the problem with plutonium breakups is that I'm not just breaking up with you. I am looking for some sort of justification for every hurt I've ever had in my life. And I'm liable to take it out on you, you know. Um, And here's where plutonium breakups can be really, really difficult. Uh, uh, You know, it's... Every little bit of abandonment that I've ever felt or every little bit of, uh, anger that I've ever felt. It, it, here, now that I've got this outlet for it, I'm going to pour it all out. And sometimes, uh, we can really, uh, th- this is the war of the roses type I of I was
1: just going to say that. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is the war of the roses. This is the, you know, scorched earth policy. You know, I, I'll, if I have to destroy myself to, to get you, that's okay. Um, that type of energy can be prevalent. Uh, and you know, plutonium breakups, this is, this is the, the protracted legal fighting that, you know, winds up sometimes you know, the attorney fees bankrupt, whatever you're fighting about. Um, it can be that, uh, plutonium breakups can be, uh, can be extremely harsh. Uh, in the book, I give the example of one woman who's, uh, whose husband, in an effort to keep her, strangely enough, actually had her arrested. Uh, and uh, it was completely trumped up charges, but uh, she had to spend a night in jail. Uh, and he, this was his way of sort of teaching her a lesson. Uh, and with Pluto, frequently someone won't let go. But it's not that Neptunian not letting go, that sort of, you know, emotional pining that won't let go it, it can be a real you know i'm not letting go type of thing that can you know so it sometimes bridge it's sometimes not always but it sometimes bridges into the real scary stuff oh, yeah. so plutonium breakups are uh they're they're pretty difficult they're dark. uh
1: they are dark Tony, in breakups without a doubt i mean you know pluto is you know it is elimination and it's the kind of elimination that is rough it's it's it always connects to shedding skin that may no longer serve you but the thing with a pluto transit is that it, it it always attacks it always goes after what you're holding on to the the tightest so you know whatever you're holding on to the most gets removed brutally brutally during a pluto transit there's a lot of themes of learning how to let go but we don't want to let go when there's that pluto transit and so you know i've got pluto opposite venus in my natal chart and venus rules my marriage sector so of course when my marriage ended, it was a Neptune transit that ended it, but I then had a divorce battle that lasted many, many years during a Pluto, uh, square to my Venus. And so that activated the natal promise of my Pluto Venus opposition in my birth chart and everything that you said Armand about the legal battle uh, and, and the money spent. I could have bought a house for yeah. what I, for what I paid to get divorced, but I had no choice but to go through that battle because it ended up being a brutal fight to the death. Literally, it was one of us one one of us was going to die. That's how bad the divorce was, and that is so common under Plutonian themes of a breakup. You know, it is there is a darkness. It brings out the dark shadow side of the person of both people, even you know. Yeah. And I will, I'll take responsibility for that as well. It brings out your shadow, and you're gonna you're gonna face your shit if you're going through a Pluto breakup. No yeah. doubt about it. No doubt about it. The darkness, and we have callers coming up, and you, there's definitely a Pluto theme for one of them. So we're going to get into that very soon. We we've got some great astrology coming up that we can connect to the callers. So I'm sorry, did I cut you off? Were you going to say something else about Pluto?
2: I ju- I just not about Pluto, but I just wanted to make the point that, 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 that I just want to summarize the point that you've been making that. You know, the complexity of this is that, you know, you in your chart may be going through, let's say, a Saturnian breakup. But your partner may be having a Uranian experience mm-hmm. um, and uh, and then the potentials that and the potentials that are in your birth chart play into it, as does your partner's. And and also something that you're bringing up about uh, your divorce is that you know it's not necessarily just one planet that's active um and sometimes you've got a couple of heavy hitters that are working on yet at the same time and you've got a you got to got to deal with both um and then there's you know there's also the theme of the relationship itself so there's there's a lot of stuff that there's a lot of stuff that goes on there and it it all sort of merges together to give you that experience that you're having
1: oh yeah it's so complex and so fascinating so fascinating to really look at and understand i think after the breakup is done you can look at this and really learn from it you could learn from the astrology of your breakup because it helps it helps you understand the psychology of your ex-partner and yourself and it does help you move on from that perspective but you need some time and space i think before you can get there
2: Oh, certainly, certainly. And that is probably the, that, that is especially with the plutonium breakup, you know, you come out of that eventually, you come out of that yourself. You come out of that knowing who you are in relationship. Uh, it's, it's really, it's really getting real. Mm
1: -hmm. Oh yeah. Well, when we come back, Armand, we are going to get some callers on, on the line and talk about their breakups and that should be very interesting. So stay with us, everyone. We will be right back.
3: Are you facing a dating dilemma? Have you been stuck in a relationship rut? Or are you simply uncertain about your romantic future? With podcast host Maria de Simone's free weekly love horoscopes at tarot.com, you'll get the insight and guidance you've been searching for. Not only will Maria give you a sneak peek into the love energies for the week ahead, but you'll also receive advice on how to effectively navigate your romantic relationships. Whether you're single, dating, or in a relationship, Maria will let you know what's cosmically cooking so that you can keep your love life on track. So will your upcoming week be full of a whole lot of sizzle or nothing but fizzle? Find out now by visiting tarot.com forward slash insightful astrology. Again, that's tarot.com forward slash insightful astrology.
1: Hi, I'm Maria Simone, the creator of insightful astrology, and I want to tell you why you need an astrology consultation. I'm able to offer you enlightening, inspiring, and empowering advice about every aspect of your life, whether it's career, finances, relationships, family, or anything else. I carefully and expertly analyze your personal astrology cycles. Through this unique process of metaphysical counseling, you will gain incredible clarity about your journey. Schedule a consultation with me I'll help you get back into the driver's seat of your life and grow into your soul using the remarkable language of astrology as our guide. I look forward to talking to you real
3: soon. Visit www.insightfulastrology.com to schedule your personal consultation with Maria.
1: we are back here at the Insightful Astrology Podcast, and I'm your host, Maria DeSimone, with my guest Armand Diaz, having a great conversation about astrology, the outer planets, and what they have to say about a breakup. And so here on the line with us now is Connie. Hello there, Connie. Welcome. Hello. Hello.
2: Hi Connie. So Hi. I'm
1: here. Honey, this is Armand. He really is so such a wonderful astrologer, and so good at, at analyzing the astrology of breakups. And we both are looking at your chart together, and I know we both are, are seeing the very same thing. But I'm going to let Armand talk to you first and and give his expert uh, explanation connected to your breakup, and then you can help us bring that to life. So Armand, okay, you have great. You
2: Hi, Connie. Uh, the first thing that I wanted to ask you is when this relationship started.
0: Um, last July, so about a year ago. Okay. Well,
2: it is an interesting thing that's been going on in your chart over the last few years. First of all, I want to say that I think that you're really in a period that I would call alignment. I a lot of stuff on a lot of levels, and not just in the area of relationship, is sort of it's aligning for you uh the the different voices in in your head or the different planets in your chart are starting to get to a point where they're talking to each other in a much more harmonious way but that's a big process and uh it, it unfolds over time so i think that there's a lot that's going on that is really i think you're going to come out of this period over the next couple of years in a very positive place um in 2014 you had an aspect uh, by what we call progression uh, it was, you actually had a couple where the sun and Venus or the sun and the house of relationship came into a type of alignment and this is a once in a lifetime type of thing and it happens anywhere between the ages of birth and about 47 years and um, uh, it helps to get relationship and the rest of life on the same track and so a relationship that begins right around that 2014 period or so, uh, or, or just after that, it's kind of like the first time, I mean, you've had other relationships before and all, but it's the first time that these things are really on track in their own way. And then, because... Like myself, you have uh, you have this aspect sort of at the tail end of the possibilities. There, it's followed by progressed Venus square to the Sun, and it's like no sooner do you get yourself aligned in relationship than you start to discover that you're kind of going someplace else. You're evolving into something different. It, it feels a little bit like you get the, uh, you get the keys to the car, you get your driver's license for the first time, and on your first real road trip, you have an accident. Just a fender bender, but it doesn't feel great. <laughs> okay. um, you know, uh, and that's sort of a little bit the background, and I just wanna, I, the big thing that I wanna point out in this is that however the relationship felt, however it played out, uh, and, and the breakup played out, the, the the greater trend is towards being in a much better spot in terms of relationship, but um, well, Maria and I were saying about the planet Neptune. If you, I don't know if you were listening, but um, that is certainly a big part of the factor, a, well, a big factor in the in the breakup. Um, so, can you tell us a little bit about that, or can you tell us a little bit about how the breakup happened? Um, well, it was
0: it's basically. Um, he's undecided whether or not he, first he wants something, and then he says he's not ready for something serious. It's kind of that kind of thing. So it kind of was blown up around the end of February, and then it was decided to kind of put things on hold around March 6th.
2: Uh, Uranus also is on the moon, which is, it's your emotional set, but it's also the ruler of your house of uh romance and so a little bit of that flip-floppy type of energy is is also part of the uh is also part of the equation um the influence of Neptune though is there and that can be a it's a, as Marie and I were saying it's a little bit nebulous type of energy um one thing that I really want to point out because you have a lot of stuff going on as I said that is really you know quite important um, this is a time for you to really be a leo Mm-hmm. um and uh really really think about yourself as you know the sun as a little bit of a little bit of healthy selfishness is not a bad idea at this point in time (laughs) not you know not elbowing people out of the way selfishness but healthy selfishness is something uh that could be really uh helpful towards you i think you're really getting to be that fiery sun and mars in leo and that and that moon in aries i think this is really a chance for you to really be yourself and you know uh Relationship stuff, I mean, I'm sure you're gonna have great opportunities and so on, uh, and you know, I do feel that there is, well, I feel that you're gonna have great opportunities, but maybe don't make that the priority right now. Maybe think a little bit more about yourself and then see if the relationship fits in with yourself. Um do you think this relationship still has, has a chance going forward or do you think it's, is it, is it on the, on again, off again or is it just off?
0: Um, well, I spoke with him in May and then in June and, you know, a little of this or that, but um, nothing that moves it forward. It's just still kind of up in the air.
1: That's... That sounds so Neptunian, right Armand? It's, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Connie, I don't know how much you know about astrology, but it's kind of, it's kind of like, you know, when you're going through a heavy Neptune transit, no matter how hard you try, you cannot hold something in your hands. You just cannot get a grip on it. And, and, and it almost, My sense of your horoscope right now is that, you know, you are this tremendous fiery energy spirit, but I do get the sense that your Neptune transits lately have been drowning you out and and drowning out a lot of your spirit and your confidence. And something about this relationship um, has really blurred the lines in your in your in your life, and, and it's funny. You know, you've got Venus in Virgo, and you know, I gotta say, my son has Venus in Virgo. I adore people with Venus in Virgo because I know I I'm, I'm very familiar with that that energy. And the funny thing is. Venus and Virgo, you guys have in general the impossible checklist. Normally, you know, normally you've got these high standards and you really have strong desires for a relationship and, um, and you have really sound judgment. Okay. But here you are now with Neptune messing with your Venus and Virgo. And I, I see this as a blessing and a curse for someone with Venus and Virgo. I've talked to so many clients with Venus and Virgo about this dichotomy because on the one hand, Sometimes people with Venus and Virgo need that Neptune so that they can give someone a chance because Venus and Virgo would usually shut it down and would rather be alone forever than, than have someone that is too, you know, too much of a problem. So Neptune is giving you more, um, compassion and awareness and wanting to kind of explore something relationship wise that you might normally not have. But then the other Correct. problem, yeah, and, and that's probably what happened with this guy. But then the other problem is that, you still have Venus and Virgo. That's your Venus and that needs to be honored. And so, you know, it's kind of driving yourself crazy because the one time you let your guard down and you allowed Neptune to get through to that Venus to give yourself this relationship. Here you are disappointed. Here you are feeling like, damn it. Why didn't I listen to my freaking Venus and Virgo? Why did I, why did I get my heart involved like this? Exactly. I, I get you. I get you, girl. I got it. I totally get it, and you know it's it's you're in you're still in that haze. And I love what Armand said because he's trying to redirect you. What he said about alignment is so important as you as you move forward. You and your Leo and Aries energy, how he brought that up, is so amazingly important because you are a beautiful, confident, spirited woman, and all of that you're not seeing right now. And you are in a process of reclaiming that. And I believe that that Uranus transit to your Moon will empower you to achieve. That again. So I'm sorry if I cut you off, Armand. Was there something else you wanted to say to Connie?
2: No, I, I, that, that's really, really good point. And, you know, with Neptune is also her chart ruler coming opposite her Venus. And this, you know, this Neptune transit is going to last for another couple of years. And yeah, there could be some sad times and so on um, because that's Neptune. But there could also be some really great potential in this, too. So, I mean, don't give up hope. I would say, you know, like, don't necessarily. Don't let yourself get sad about it and too hopeless about it but I think you know it's it, there's good potential in this.
1: Yeah, I I agree. I th- I kind of think like this relationship was that lesson to just get let you to let your kind of guard down and let love in and so what you don't want to do is shut it out now because he's right armand's right you still have this transit going on and neptune to venus no matter what the connection can 100 percent bring an a soulmate relationship to you so that potential is very strong for you
2: but just you know keep in mind you know you're a leo i I, i'm also a leo with venus and virgo so i know i know a little about this and you know leo kind of you know the king or the queen uh, and, you know, Virgo's the sign of service, and sometimes it's a little easy to sort of put the partner up on a bit of a pedestal, and that doesn't feel great for your son, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, so just kind of it in mind a little bit, you know, you, you can give to the other, you can give to relationship, but, you know, you'd you, you be the queen. That's All right.
1: right. <laughs> Our mind's telling you, you do you, Connie. <laughs> All That's right, right well. I hope I hope that this helped you, Connie. Good luck to you. Okay. All, All right. right. Thank you very much. Nice right. take, take, care. Okay. take
0: care. All right. You too. Bye bye. Bye.
1: Very cool bye. insights, Armand. And now, now we have a whole different kind of caller. All right, Armand. We are going from a Neptune haze breakup situation to something very different, and I love that we have these two different types of callers here. So we have Maria on the line with us, and Maria, welcome to the show. We're, we're glad to have you. I'm here with Armand, and the two of us are, are going to look at your astrology and hopefully help you understand the psychology behind your breakup based on your, your transits. So Armand, what would you like to say to Maria?
2: Hi, Maria. Hello. How are you? Um, I'm I'm great, thank you. Um, So, uh, you're a Scorpio, and so you're familiar with Pluto in your own way. Um, And his fingerprints are all over uh, your love life recently. And, um, uh, if I'm, you had, the breakup was last year, is that correct?
0: That's correct, last March.
2: Um, And so, um... I mean, that's, it's been more than a year, so let me, yeah, I mean, this is, this is something that is ongoing, or it still feels kind of raw, or, or do you feel like you're over it?
0: Oh, no, it's still very raw.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know if you were listening before when Maria and I were talking about Pluto, but Pluto, Pluto tends to keep things going for quite some time, Um and I mean, I, I don't, uh you know you are scorpio so i don't want to i don't want to dig too deep but uh, <laughs> uh can you give us a little sense of how this is playing out uh as a as a breakup stress for you
0: um well everything was fine and you know it was just a bad breakup i found out a lot of stuff secretive about him we were engaged to be married and I had no problem really walking away, but it made me out to be the bad person. Um,
2: let me ask you, when did this relationship start?
0: January 14th, 2014.
2: Okay, um, so, uh, <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's a very precise, that's a very precise date. <laughs> Um, that's, that's Women good.
0: know,
1: Armand. Women know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> January fourteenth. That's 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 our. She, that's our she
1: probably knows what time too. <laughs> yeah. Three o'clock. Three o'clock in the afternoon. I I know. I got you. I I totally get that. I I timed my meeting with my ex boyfriend, so I know exactly when we met. I'm psycho like that. All right. Anyway, go ahead, Armand. Yeah. <laughs> that's,
2: that's a good thing. That's a good thing uh there's been quite a there's been quite a lot of plutonian energy there um and uh you know a breakup that happened 15 months or so ago and uh you're still or longer and you're still uh you're still sort of in in a bit of a struggle period with it um it's it's i that's that's challenging that's that's difficult um is, do you find that there is a lot of, uh, is it like a, is it in just emotional attachment, or is there a lot of actual arm wrestling going on?
0: No, it's emotional, and it has a lot to do with me. It has a lot to do with, like, how I feel about myself and myself. I, I know it's, it's me, and I know it's because of how he made me out to be, to his family and to his friends, and... He went around and really disclosed a lot of things that were very dear and sacred to my heart. And that is something that is very hard for me to, I guess, digest. I mean, Maria knows a little bit about that. I mean, mean, (laughs) you
1: could see emotional betrayal all over this breakup, Armand. Pluto squaring her moon, and the moon's in the eighth house. So this is delicate, delicate emotional subject matter that i guess maria felt very betrayed over over the dynamic of this breakup but you could see how it wounded her right armand you could see the wound here that she still has to heal
2: oh i mean having pluto on the moon uh which you have pluto on the moon right now uh i think the shock of uranus opposite the moon uh it doesn't always because this is the particulars of it in this case Um, it's a, it's a a reversal of the situation and then Pluto comes in and really kind of carves, you know, it's really where you have the pain, you know, this is like salt in the wounds type of thing. Um, I I think that there is an an awful lot of difficulty and I I would not be at all surprised uh, that the sense is that, um, he is being manipulative in some way or another, um, or, you know, or from his perception, it may be that you were manipulative. He may be portraying you that way and uh, for any number of reasons. But, um, it, it's a struggle. It's a, it's a struggle type of energy that I see here. And it's, uh, it's very, very uncomfortable. Um, is it, do you feel that it's within your power to sort of let it go and get away from it? Oh, I try
0: every day. Trust me me if I if I between meditation and trying to let it go and everything that I need to do I have really been doing and I sometimes I feel like that I'm like crazy for not letting this go yet knowing what he did to me but I don't know this this was this was core this was core hurt and I don't know how to get over it i i i I feel like i'm I'm at i'm at the top of the hill and i just don't know how to go down
2: that's well between now and november which is farther away than we'd like it to be between now and november pluto is going to stay on your moon and in fact uh Pluto Pluto goes away. I always say it's like that bully kid that uh, keeps punching you in the arm at school. Even when he stops, it still hurts for a while, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's 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 some there's some difficult emotional stuff to come out and 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 to work with. But on the other hand, Uranus is now opposite your Venus this year and into 2018, and as the plutonian influence subsides i think you're going to actually at some point in time that uranus opposite your venus is going to kick in and you're going to say you know i'm just doing something different or maybe somebody comes in and you and you get distracted because somebody else shows up so and i think after having pluto on your moon you know it it's raw and it hurts but it's also going to make you uh, it's, it's also going to make you a little bit more solid, you know, as as a person and and ready to deal with things when it's over with. And I think you are going to get a chance to change the channel as Uranus opposes your Venus.
1: Oh, I I agree. This is really important for you to understand, Maria. You know, the energy you're under now is so is, is heavily Plutonian, but it's you know when the initial breakup happened, you had Uranus and Pluto together. But right now it's all Pluto, and so you're you're in the you're in the pit. You're in you know the the depths of despair and grief and and not knowing emotionally w- which way is up. Ultimately, this is teaching you emotional empowerment. You don't see it yet because you're still going through the transit. And Armand's right. When that Uranus kicks in to opposing Venus, and and it probably won't happen until Pluto's out of the way. So that's the, I agree with you there. Definitely, she can't take advantage of that right now. That's when you're going to see the liberation. That's when you're going to say, you know what? There is more than this and I deserve more than this and I'm ready for something different. And you will be. You will be. So I, I am so sorry, Maria. We're actually so out of time on the show. It's ridiculous. Armand, can you believe the show is over? I I hope that, I hope that this was somewhat helpful, Maria, in understanding the astrology of your breakup. And giving you some perspective. And thank you so much. And I want to thank my guest, Armand Diaz, for being on the show today. Truly wonderful, wonderful conversation, Armand. It was great talking to you about astrology in general and this special topic, the astrology of breakups. Make sure, guys, that you subscribe to this podcast. You can subscribe on my website, insightfulastrology.com, or you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere else in the podcast universe that you would like to. But make sure you subscribe so that you don't. Don't miss out on the latest episodes every week. So until next time, check out Armand's website, IntegralAstrology.net. You can connect with me as well, and I hope you all have a wonderful week. Take care.
0: You've been listening to Insightful Astrology with your host, Maria Simone. Visit Maria on her website at www com to schedule your personal consultation and learn how to use the power of astrology to grow into your soul.